I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the advice podcast that really isn't an advice podcast. It's a comedy podcast for fun. And if it helps, great. It might. But that's not what it's all about. Um, I have a guest with me today that I met, I believe, maybe once face to face, but I know him much more through his work. Uh, he's a writer, comic, and he does a uh, uh, Basically, uh, he, he is the operational uh, person for uh, Los Feliz Daycare, the neighborhood that I live in, and he's in full regalia. If you're watching this on the video, Jason, first off, how are you? I'm doing great, Matt. It is so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Just really stoned right now and so happy. <laughs> I love the dreadlocks. Uh, looking great. You you are right now on one of the Los Feliz Hills. I can see. Um, yeah, yeah. I did a twenty three and Me um a couple of years ago, and okay. uh, decided to just grow my hair after that. Oh, okay. Did you discover some some uh, um non Caucasoid uh, descendancy of some kind, or I didn't, but I just I did the twenty three and Me, and that kind of gave me license. I feel like to do whatever I want. Yeah. Of course it did. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jason, I should I should call it out. You are doing the character as the owner of. Yeah. If anyone's listening and going, fuck this guy, he's doing <laughs> a character. I should give some background of uh, Los Feliz Daycare. Uh, I live in Los Feliz. I do call it uh, L.A.'s um, hipster parent Mecca. It really is uh, the place where you have your, uh, I guess, the best way I can think off the top of my head is uh, like so uh, eagerly eager to be progressive in the way that they uh, raise their kids that it's very annoying. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, anyone who, who you, I mean, this would, this would, this would land in, and first off, if, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to Twitter, go to Instagram and look up Los Feliz daycare, L O S F E L I Z daycare. Um, it's fucking hilarious and it could it could exist in brooklyn it could exist in in chicago parts of chicago it could certainly one million percent exist in my hometown of portland oregon oh, yeah. um, but because it's in los, los angeles in one of the most expensive neighborhoods in american existence it just shines like so much more so thank you. Talk about that thank a second. You so much. Yeah, yeah. So um, I I've lived in Los Angeles for twelve years now, and um, I never actually lived in Los Feliz, but I did improv for so many years mm -hmm. all around those Chinese restaurants and the right. little black box theaters that I felt like I basically lived there. And yeah. working in you know writers' rooms and all of those things, you know, as a twenty-two year old, just like listening to the the writers talk about their kids and the schools that they went to in the area it just something clicked where I was like this probably will be me one day so <laughs> I need to make fun of it now because yes. it's it's just too good and so I, I actually became a parent a month ago oh congrats thank you so much yeah my my daughter Noah was born and 
while we live in Sherman Oaks, um, it's it's all becoming really, really real. And um, I'll just tell you real quick, the day that the Twitter account started in 2014, um, a wonderful writer, Katie Wesh, came into the room and said she got a letter from the school because she sent white bread in her daughter's lunch. And that just started yes. all of the stories that started everything. And, you know, doing the Twitter account, it just kind of started this character that's, that's so much fun to do. And, and it's kind of grown out of that. And so it's really fun, really fun to do it and to be here. No, it's, it's so cathartic to read as I mean, I'm, my daughter Rose is 17 months and she goes to daycare, but in a different part of town. And I, I love daycare. We take her to because it's not not to say because it's not that, but it is a Hispanic family. They speak Spanish around her and they're the most fun women you've ever met in your life. And they've been doing it since the 70s. And I'm just like, yeah. I met with them and I'm like, and, and if I need to, I can pay extra and she can stay overnight, like in an emergency, which is just, you know, nobody else does that. I mean, I, I, I met it. I went to so many daycares in my neighborhood, outside my neighborhood. And like most, most are totally normal and cool, but I did have one that we were like, so you guys are all vaccinated. And the woman's like, oh, well, I've never been sick. So no. And I'm like, you will never <laughs> see me again. You'll never see my kid. Uh, but it's, it's a hard thing, especially coming out of the pandemic, but it was like, I found so much and I've been following it since the beginning catharsis, not just living in this neighborhood, but then having a kid with just everything, how, how certain kids will have like a, a THC prescription and like how kids like norm short for normalize has expressed his need. For, you're just like, Oh God, like then the kids names just kill me. You know? I mean, thank I, you. I mean, I, do you remember when it was, it was funny to joke about, vaccination status like Jesus. in 2015 16 uh -huh. when i mean it yeah it's all become obviously very prescient and um but i yeah i mean i i do think the most fun thing is the kids names for me um yeah. you know we we've got to normalize you know he's got you know egypt we got you know, any, anything you can think of, of course, a white kid named Egypt, like, and yep. that's, that's the thing other that people should know about Los Feliz too, is, is it's, it's very white as well. Like yep. it doesn't want to be, it's kind of like Portland that way. It doesn't want to be, but boy, is it not that people of color don't live here. They certainly do, but it's just, you know, it's the wealth barrier where yeah. so many of the people that live here, you know, they sold a script at some point for an ungodly amount or whatever. So they got the door in, but I mean, back in the the history of this place is um the only black people who lived here were famous like sam cook like people who could jump over what was called the red line you know where you had these neighborhoods that were like nope 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 no black people can live here kind of thing johnny cochran you know things yeah where uh but it's 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 now you know i i've i've lived here since on and off since 2003 and like, it's still like my favorite area to live because it's just this, the walkability. And my wife and I got a house uh, because it needed everything done to it. And it went on sale like on Christmas or something insane. It's the only reason we were able to pounce and only have like one or two bidders against us because it was it was a, a dump. And so we poured our lives into it kind of thing. So we lucked out that way. But it's just, just it's the affluent hillside community that screams that they want to be 
diverse. We're we're diverse, <laughs> but you know, in that in that earnest uh, diversity of thought way. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite restaurants here all time is awesome. But it's very, it's very pricey. But it's because they source all the stuff from local farms and stuff, and they're great cooks. Which one? But, uh, it's called All Time. It's oh, like, oh, All Time, yeah. Yeah, it, and I've, I, when I was like tearing drywall out of my house, I used to go over there, just covered in it, and they would just give me like, here, have a cup of coffee, man. Like they, we became friends. So I'm like friends with the owners and stuff. But I love the people that work there because they'll tell me the funniest stories about, especially during the early days of the lockdown, where they're like, uh. You know, you can spend $100 on breakfast there if you really try. And like they were just getting jettisoned into the hills with bags and bags of breakfast, like every morning. And that they were, you know, I'm doing my wife and I are doing fine. And I always will have a certain degree of guilt for that kind of thing. And not that that's the right way to be. But I just imagine these people that are just casually calling up. Yeah, I need $400 worth of eggs. Bring it now. Bye. You know, that live in these crazy houses up in the hills, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just my, my mind my oh there we go Fred 62. i just walked over to my favorite restaurant you know oh you're fr- <laughs> nice uh walking little, down the street oh two blocks from me right there little doms wonderful little i love little doms but it is epcot italian restaurant literally everything <laughs> yeah. in there is built piecemeal and shipped like you go and in we- there like this place has been around forever like no about 10 years <laughs> John no. Hamm's big dick sat right here. It did. He had his, his dick had its own booth right yep. over there. Yeah. Oh my God. This is this. It's oh God. It's so nuts to be. I know uh, Morgan Murphy did Los Feliz the podcast. Did you ever go on that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I did. I did uh, Morgan and Robin's live show. That was so much fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. It really really quick story. My wife of, of two years, Shannon. Um, the three weeks into dating, um, I invited her to a live show of the Los Feliz podcast that mm. Morgan and Robin were having me on. And, and I went, uh, with, with this wig and a tuxedo and, uh, that was like two weeks into, into knowing me. And one of my best friends, Jeff was sitting next to her and he was like, there was this woman who, who was laughing the whole time, but also, you know, talking the whole time throughout the podcast recording and kind of participating in it. And whenever you were on, she was like talking back to you. And I was like, Oh yeah, the, the girl that I'm dating Shannon, that was probably her. And uh, that was, uh, that, that was kind of our first, uh, you know, big, big, big date. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you talk about finding someone who understands you. So I think so much of it of being in a relationship is finding someone who, aligns with your 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 life obviously and also your sense of humor where yeah, absolutely i mean that that one of the funniest things about uh that your account is that a lot of people i'm sure find it a real or b offensive so you know? oh yeah every day still i mean after almost eight eight years there's still people who think it's real almost every day and yeah um, you know, there was like a educator in Indiana once who asked if she could come visit because she was so outraged and, and I got emails and she was like, I need to see this place. Probably <laughs> teaching super critical race theory. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, and it's it's that thing where there are all kinds of Twitter accounts that I probably think are real that are parodies, and I'm hey, so out absolutely. of touch with. But that is one that I saw right away and was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is exactly... Some, some of the people who live near me would, you know, be almost that far, like, yeah. into... I mean, the, oh, God, I mean, where... We're, it, literally everything's micro microbiotic and and every kid is vegan and it's you know oh yeah i mean there's the different kinds of milk alone you know yeah. it used to be <laughs> eight years ago we used to tolerate all the different animal milks but now it's only nut milks but it's i mean there's 15 kinds there's right pistachio milk you know mm -hmm. um there's cashew milk yeah you know little sondheim like only drinks cashew milk with a little bit of does. sunflower yes yeah. yeah perfect and and i mean not to say i mean i'm we gave we named our kid after a golden girl so i can't really oh, you know yeah. knock it but like you know i i'll never forget and i think i think it's also regional with the the, the names because the ones in the south holy shit i was in uh i was in nashville and I'll never forget this. It sounds like I'm going to make this up, but I went into this hotel and um, this uh, very, very uh, attractive uh, couple came in with uh, two daughters and a son. And they're like, Maverick, hero, bullet, come here. <laughs> there was a boy named Maverick, a girl named Hero, and a girl named Bullet. Oh, I was like, I... good God, man. Like, yeah. You, it, a lot of times the, the ego is so huge. You don't even think about the kid's feelings. You don't think about, I, you know, I mean, my last name is Bronger and everyone says it wrong. And I understand that because it looks like, you know, Bronger or whatever. And people switch the N and the G. And so I have to explain it. But it's my last name. What am I going to do? You know, uh, I'm not going to give someone a name like Clevin or something, you know, where it's just, well, no, it's not. It's not Ke Calvin. It's not Kevin. It's, it's Clevin, you know. Yeah. And that's that's all. So much of the discussion around naming a child is just talking to your partner about like, okay, what would it? What would a kid say about this? And what would a little asshole, you know, turn this name into? And yeah. you just, yeah, yeah it's like you got to find the perfect construction for how to not have your kid bullied, or else mm -hmm. you just kind of use them as an accessory of yourself and name them something weird and put a Nirvana T-shirt on. Right. It was well, like that Patton Oswalt joke about like, you should, you know, you can't teach your kid to be cool because then the kid will, you know, come back with, you know, with an example like dad, Phil Collins is the coolest, you know, and, and or whatever, you know. So it's funny you bring up Patton, though. I actually credit Patton for Los Feliz Daycare blowing up when it did. Um, oh, nice. You know, yeah, it was the day that it, it you know, started blowing up in 2014 and kind of, I think, probably amassed like 30 or 40,000 followers in a day was because Patton found it and just kept retweeting. And, nice. And that was the day it really took off. So, well, that was, I mean, back then he still, he still lived two blocks away from me, you yeah. know, him and the family have since moved uh, to the Valley somewhere, but yeah, I remember he still uh, lived. So he was, he was in the thick of it then. He was in it too. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we have a couple calls We have three calls and um, I think a fun thing to do, depending upon it, is I'll just I'll throw to um, if I, let's say I say, uh, Mr. Shapiro, you'll be the owner operator of uh, yep. um, Los Feliz Daycare. 
and or I'll just be like, Jason, what do you think? If we can just do that. Let's or do or I love it. Feel free to just jump in as either one. So perfect. Um, okay. So uh as I always say, uh, first off, I don't hear the calls. I don't listen to them. Renee listens to them and, and curates them, as he does. And uh, also, I have to ask, um, do you ever get get asked advice? I ask all the guests. Um, yeah. Some, you know, I have friends who ask me advice. Um, I, think I, I think I give some advice. I give a lot of unsolicited advice. Sure. And then sometimes people actually come to me with it. Okay. Right on. Yeah, and Perfect. I have given advice um, from Los Feliz Daycare before. We did we did a little um, Earwolf pilot with uh, with Thomas Lennon and with Paul Shear, and uh, nice. you know we took some we took some questions. We gave advice. I've been on um, Molly McAleer's podcast. Please advise. So yeah, yeah. I guess I, I've got some got some experience. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's, there's already something there. And even if you were just like, I've had people that are like, Nope. I'm like, great. <laughs> my honestly, my only rule is I'm never going to have an expert on here. You know, I'm never going to have a, a therapist. I'm never going to have someone who gives actual good life advice. Not because I don't want people giving good advice. I just want them giving something from their lives or just, you know, it's just gotta be fun. That's all. Yeah. I'm not an expert in fucking shit. Yeah. I'm not an expert in anything, man. Same. Same. Okay, so let's uh, let's throw the first call. Hey, so I I have a dilemma. My uh, mom's been staying with me since my husband passed away, which has been a year and I don't know how many months, but um, it's getting to the point where it's like getting too crowded almost at my place. And I was wondering a nice way of telling her, hey, maybe you should go to the mall or do something by yourself sometimes. Like, I know she's been looking for a job and everything, but, um, yeah, like, I just kind of want some space. So I was wondering if you guys had any nice way to say it. Like, hey, you know, the park sounds good or something like that. Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Bye. I will I will take the lead on this one just for first crack, just because I remember I had friends who's um, – a friend's mom was staying with them, and they have a family. Like, they have two kids and uh was just always there and was staying for a few months while she kind of figured things out and that was a big thing with them where it's like can you just leave the house sometimes please because you know it's just always it doesn't matter how much you care about someone when you go in a room and they're always like so and you're like look i just want to read a book or watch a show you don't want to watch whatever so i think it's just like just having that conversation where you're like you know, I need some space. Um, now, Mr. Shapiro, you work with a lot of parents uh, yeah. on both levels or what I'm so sorry. What was the I'm going to look up the term that you're, you're not using the term parents anymore. I apologize. You know, yeah, they're, they're uh, like childhood ambassadors. Right. Uh, former children who terms. sponsor current children, also child yeah. sponsors. So you've had child yeah. child sponsors uh, both of young children and, and child sponsors of child sponsors. So that would be mm -hmm. there. Uh, so so yeah. I'll, I'll just let you take the, take the reins on this one. I think the best way, honestly, to handle it and the, the correct way to handle it is um, to make some ayahuasca tea and have an ayahuasca ceremony together. Um, it contains DMT, the spirit molecule. 
And when you're going through the portals and you see um, the, uh, some would say ETs, extraterrestrials, we see sometimes some just think they're, you know, spiritual teachers from another dimension. When you see them, ask them what to do, but also it will bring you to a place where you can talk to your mother in a really open and vulnerable way and that will bring you peace. I love it. I think that's a that's a great yeah. idea. Do you well the only you recommend I, I would say uh some I'm I'm not uh an expert in that field at all. The most I've done is mushrooms, but um mm-hmm. uh would you recommend a shaman uh over yeah, shaman this? shaman Jeff. Uh, okay. we can send him over. It's um it goes through actually Blue Cross Blue Shield. Um oh. we can always submit it. Um, and we've been denied so far, but we're still trying and, um, Shaman Jeff will come over and administer the spirit molecule. Okay. Uh, and it's what... no longer rectally, no longer rectally. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Great. I didn't know ayahuasca was administered re- rectally. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a tea of some kind. Or... Yeah. It was something he was just trying out. It was something okay. he was just trying out. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, just on on the subject of Shaman Jeff, he is uh, a would would you call him a worker? Or he works for Los Feliz Daycare, or is he affiliated? Um, yeah, or... he's from La Cunada, Flint Ridge area. Um, okay, and he yeah he's done a lot of a lot of LSD, okay. and he came over one day. We just kind of vibed. We listened to thriller um it was oh. while we could still listen to thriller right um and we had a great day and and that's when uh you know jeff walter became shaman jeff wow all right um great okay uh so uh caller i hope that helps make sure to have the heart to heart but consider ayahuasca and consider uh uh hiring shaman jeff to oversee and guide because i do feel like if you can get dollars great if you can get advice from from the extra extraterrestrials then mm-hmm. i feel like you're cooking with gas um not that that doesn't cause pollution so i shouldn't use that expression um all right uh let's uh let's roll the next call yeah uh what's up my name is uh my name is Bryn. uh my Wait, should I put my name? Okay, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going through a divorce and I uh, forgot to tell so- several of my friends that it was happening. But I don't know how to explain it to them without being like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going through a divorce. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not I'm not going through that much. I'm, I'm fine. Like, it's not an issue. But I don't want them to, like, act like it's an issue. Is that... That makes sense. Like I don't want to be like, hey, that's it. I just how do you tell people, hey, I'm going through a divorce, but also don't, don't, don't pity me, or whatever. Thanks. Mm. Okay, so yeah. um, uh, let's say okay, Jason, uh, real answer. What yeah. do you think? No, anything you want to share? Honestly, it no. Honestly, it, it like it goes in a Los feliz place, but for real, like, I, it, as stupid as it sounded when they said it, like, 
that unconscious uh, or that conscious uncoupling idea, I think that Gwyneth Paltrow and, and Chris yeah. Martin talked about is, is truly honestly like a way to start, like not those words, but just talking to your friends and being like, Hey, this is what I'm going through. Like I am doing okay. This is going to be better for me. This is going to be better for both of us. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to talk to you about it, but just know that we're doing what's best for us. Yeah. I think you, I think you nailed it in the head. It's, it's literally this thing of like, and I think Bryn, what, what you said, just lead with what, like lead with, look, don't, don't make this a big deal. Not those words, but like, look, I got to share something with you. It's going to sound enormous kind of thing and go, yeah. this is something we've decided it's better for everybody, but just want to tell you we're getting divorced. And I want to also say, Bryn, like you, you don't have to tell everybody. Tell your close friends. Um, but, you know, I feel like if there's someone that I'm not that close with and I find out they got divorced, speaking for myself, I'm not going to call them and go, hey, what the fuck? Why don't you tell me? You know, it's, it's, I'm going through a divorce, I'd imagine, is already exhausting enough and costly enough. It's not a death. You don't have to call everybody and go, hey, are you sitting down? You know, obviously, Bryn, you're not you're not taking it hard and it seems like it's the best thing for both of you. So there you go. I, I don't know why you're calling from a phone booth. That was odd, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we do get those pauses where someone's like calling obviously from like a bar and they're just like, hold on, but shit. Can you hear me? Oh, you're and not you there again. Okay. Or sure. One phone booth at Chai dynasty. I, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. There used to be uh, the King Eddie downtown which used to be an all-time great bar but horrible uh the the place where now it's all it's a you know it's not a real dive it's kind of like got bought and they kept the name because downtown gentrification all that jazz but oh yeah. it used to be a place you had to use a token to get into the bathroom so you wouldn't shoot up oh wow uh and uh but there was a phone booth no phone but you could smoke a cigarette in there entirely illegal perfect like there, if, if a health inspector, they'd be like, you can't have a smoking booth. What is this? But there it was, <laughs> you know, so I went there now, like, like twice and, no scary the Houston brothers own it. The, you know, that, that group that owns all of the, like, uh, the bars that you have to walk through like a toilet seat to get into those guys own it. And they're, Oh yes. You know, the <laughs> yeah. The, uh, 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 good times at Davy Wayne's guys. Yes. yes. Yep. And then break room 86, you know, right. You go. Yes. Yeah. You, you take a, you take a man, you take his hat off, you walk into his skull and you're, you're in the bar. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, there's a pile of pissed on uh, laundry. And if you move a sock, the entire wall opens and then you're inside uh, a Cuban so, restaurant in the forties. Yes. And drinks are $100 and <laughs> very small. Drinks are, drinks are, intentionally incredibly hard to get uh from the bartender uh who is paid to ignore and they cost 100 one well even 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 if you're sober even if you're drinking diet pepsi it's a 100 pepsi in there yeah yeah and at least one person in your party has to be on cocaine doesn't have to be you but one person in your party <laughs> that's they have one of those uh temperature guns for your forehead but it's just to test if there's cocaine in your system yeah. guys one of you one of you has got to do a key bump. We can sell you one, but that's a thousand for one bump. <laughs> so 
that's oh my god i i have you as as uh as a uh, um Los Feliz daycare ever gotten into talking about uh forest uh tenants of the trees oh wow yeah i mean which i guess is technically used to be the roofy bar you yes. see the roof yeah correct yeah and at, when i went there uh probably four years ago now i remember mm-hmm. there was the um there was a bar that was kind of like a RV on the side or like a bus. And uh, I did see people passed out in there. Jesus. Um, but it was, a, it was like a bartender. It was a male employee who was like passed out in there. Okay. But I'm just like, what, I've already heard things about this bar. Like, uh-huh. what, is ha- what is happening right now? And, you know, I had another employee go over and they're like, he's, he's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it used, it used to be a gay bar called MJ's that was incredible. Okay. Um, I remember when my, uh, this longest period that my current wife and I, current wife, my only wife and I, uh, were broken <laughs> up was like, you know, this, this eight month stretch in 2014. And that was like, not a happy time for me. And, you know, if yeah. you saw me out, I'm sure I was plotsed. And one night I had a bunch of friends over and we were watching movies and I got super hammered and everyone left except for my two, two friends of mine that are gay. And they took me to MJ's. And I remember it just being the most fun night Cause it's like, Oh, there's still friends in my life. You know, it's kind of a, the same. Yeah. but I've gone there with Kara up until when it closed out, it was always a fun play. It was, you know, just it's guys an dancing space. in big bins of ice and handing out drinks and stuff. And like, you know, it was fun. And then it became tenants of the trees. And I went once with Kara. And if you go there when it opens, it's like, Oh, look at this layout. It's so nice in here. It's like an indoor garden, but you give it an hour and a half. It's asses and elbows, incredibly packed. And then I found out about people getting dosed there and Horrible, like, was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, and it sounds like the name sounds like a fish album. <laughs> it sounds like a band that opens for fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like fish, uh, hot tuna, string cheese incident. And then tens of the trees is doing seven minutes up top. And they're, they're so excited to just be so there. Sweaty. Yeah. So, so sweaty. The auditorium smells so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that it does. It sounds like a fit. I mean, I, when they when they announced that that's what was taking over that space, I was like, what a terrible name. That's insane. Okay. Secret society. It really yes, exactly. Okay, let's roll the last call. What's the best part of Chicago to get ignored by women at the bar? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, spent a lot of time in Chicago. I'll, I'll let you go. Please, I, I just want to say go, I, I spent, go, go. spent a lot Take of time it. in Chicago. I'm I'm from Minneapolis and went to the University of Wisconsin and Madison, and um, all my friends moved to Chicago right after college. And so, um, I mean, I think right now Wicker Park. Yep. Yeah, I would say Wicker Park or Logan Square. Um, I. I, I went to, I moved to Chicago right out of college and I went to college in New York. Um, but I was there from 2006, excuse me, Jesus. No, no. 1996 to 2002. Wait, let me try to remember the bar that you came up at. I think I remember Lincoln Lodge. Yes. Was that? Yes. Boom. All right. And they just, they just, they just opened a new, uh, location or about to Mark Geary, the owner, uh, just, he just sent a bunch of us this kind of like walkthrough video and it looks, it looks incredible. Um, it's awesome. But yeah, I, when I first place I, I lived was, 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 uh, was Bucktown, Wicker Park. And um, it was still 
for the most part, pretty ungentrified, just starting to be. And now you go there and it's Lincoln Park. Wicker Park is now Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, for those listening, is uh, uh, very uh, uh, where, where, where rich white people's uh, kids go get drunk, really. Yeah. And um, a lovely neighborhood. But I lived there the last four years of the six years I lived there. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, Wicker Park, you're definitely getting ignored. Logan Square, where, wherever the people are hip. You know, um, and I'm sure people are screaming things right now. Listen to this saying pills in you idiot or wh- wherever, <laughs> you know, there's all these places I never I'm not knew. up on it lately. I got to no. shout out all my suburb friends. Got to shout yes. out Deerfield, Highland Park, Buffalo Grove. Oh, man. You know, that's 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 the that's the suburbs right there. My um, my, you know. my parents met teaching at Deerfield High a little bit. Wow. Ago. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. I, I, was, I was born in Evanston. I was actually born. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. In a greater Chicago land area, but my parents left when I was two. Then I grew up in Oregon. But our friends, okay, yeah, yeah, our friends that live in Deerfield, um, are are two of our friends that grew up there are are the reason my wife and I are are together basically. So oh, really? we had a good place in our heart for it. Yeah, mutual friends. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it's the 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 the, the suburbs of of Chicago are, are are storied. You know, it's funny, like. You know, Kyle Kinane goes back to Chicago because uh, he's from he's from Addison and he pretty much doesn't leave Addison because it's just like <laughs> it's it's like every, all the Chicago places and haunts he knew are kind of gone. You know, they're all wiped out. It's like I was and that's that's all over the country, which is the sad thing. I remember um, uh, Solomon Giorgio. Uh, I was like I was in Seattle by myself on a night off on the road and was like, oh, where should I go? I'll text Solomon. And Solomon's like, he's like. Every place I used to go is gone. He's like, in fact, four of the five apartment buildings I used to live in are destroyed. Like to say wow. nothing of restaurants and bars. I was just like, oh my God, that's just, <laughs> just they just there's the, nothing uh, stopping anyone from developing, generally speaking. Yeah. You know, I, I it's a little I, I gotta just shout out Kyle Kinane for one moment because mm. Um, the night I really made the decision in my mind that I was going to um, stop pursuing stand-up and, and just focus on writing was after I did a set at UCB and then Kyle came on right after and I watched it and I was like, he, I love that guy. He is so good. He is so dedicated. I know I don't have that in me. I need to like... I feel that way when I'm writing and this, that was the, that was the last uh, standup set that I did. So, I mean, it's thank like you, Kyle Kinane. That's, that's right on. I mean, look, it's uh, first yeah. off, he's not that good, but I will say, no, uh, uh, you know, Jonah Ray doesn't do standup anymore. And he's like, I've, I, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. It's too stressful. And my heart was not all the way in it. Where it's like, I can say, sure. Mine is. That's how I make my living. And, but, and, but Kyle, Kyle has been offered parts in movies where he's just like, no, but that would take me off the road this long. And I don't want to disappoint people. And I'd rather just be there. And I'm like, then do what makes you happy, man. You know, that's, it is really where your heart is. It's not so much, you know, like, like Judd Apatow said, he, he, he like saw after seeing Jim Carrey enough times, he's like, I can't, what, what, what am I doing? But it's like, dude, I see people that blow me off the stage all the time. It doesn't make me go, I'm going to stop, but that's not what it, that's not what it's about. It's like, I would argue probably Judd also went, but I kind of want to make movies. I want to make TV shows though. Yeah. That's my thing. 
you know, whereas Jim Carrey was like, I just want to make the world laugh. Where can I have be in front of the largest lens? Oh, movies. Great. You know, yep. and, and I think, yeah, for me, it was, uh, you know, as like cheesy as it sounds now, like coming out, being in the comedy scene in 2009, 2010 is like a fresh just fan at the time and right. watching all of you guys on stage whether it was at UCB or at Meltdown, anywhere, and, and just in ingesting comedy every night, I would right. like, I want to be a part of that. I want yeah. to, you know, make people laugh. And it takes you some time to really figure out like where your passion is in that. Uh huh. And, you know, it took yeah. me years to realize it's like, it's writing and, you know, it's doing comedy in these different ways, but um, stand up is for the stand up guys, and and I can just be a fan of that and, and have a have a blast. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 uh, going back to the comedy store for the first time in like a month because I've just been, Omicron has been so nuts, and I've had it, my wife's had it, baby's had it. We're all through the end of that at least for now. And we're you know, but like, so I'm now I I got to start building my act back up, and uh, I go back on the road road in almost exactly a month. But I'm excited just to see people go up again because yep. every time I'm surprised at how good people are and the, 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 the thoughts going through people's heads and stuff. And to your point about being a part of it, you know, my wife manages comedians and that's how we met. We used to work together. And when she, she's from Boston, she was just at a certain point, like at fresh out of college, she's like, I, I don't want to do comedy, but I want to be a part of it. And so she worked the yep. door at a comedy club and like now, now she's a producer and all this stuff as her and, career. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just, it doesn't, it, 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 it's really get in, get in where you want to fit in. Like there's, you don't have to be this, this, that, or the other or whatever. So, you know, it is, it, yeah. it, it is, it's just the circus and we're all clowns in our own way. I miss those times. You know? I mean, I miss those times of going to, you know, seven comedy shows a week that, yeah. you know, 2009, yeah through 11 or 12 was just that was it was a great time yeah it really was it really was like a, a ton of fun and i and i do laugh about when i first moved to la and i got up at like comedy death ray before ucb la even existed and it <laughs> god bless them and god bless ackerman and all those guys and then you know, i'm friends with those guys but it was its own amazing level of pretentiousness almost on a level we'll see let's take care because and i've said this before if you didn't i didn't get on stage with a notepad and so i right away i saw people crossing their arms We're like oh my god he <laughs> he remembers his act dude because they wanted that thing of like what's in here i guess i'll do this i guess i'll do this and like that was that was everyone's thing and i mean you know not that not that this is her but Janine Garofalo never gets on stage without a notepad Sarah Silverman for the most part and I get it and I don't that never bothers me you know yeah I don't care but it shouldn't be you have to or you can't you know <laughs> we're working stuff here we are working stuff and we've thought about it yes. a lot uh I don't know it's just it's it's it, but any anytime you know we all have our favorites and and you know our preferences but anytime someone's like it's this and it's only this I just back away. I'm like, nope. Yep. I'm not gonna shit on TikTok comedians. I'm not gonna shit on YouTube comedians. Nope. I don't care. Yep. I don't care. Things I'm are gonna just... change without us, you know, with us or without us, and exactly. be a part of it, or we don't have to be a part of it. Yeah. The beauty I of the world. <laughs> I tell you, I'm just never gonna be that dude 
uh, chain smoking at the back of the club, judging everybody and saying and and sharing fucking glory tales and shit of just you know you know when it was really oh god this guy, this guy, creeping out all the women, yeah. <laughs> Do you are you are you I before I let you go like are you. I would love to see this. Like you mentioned, you did a pilot with Earwolf. It'd be so fun to see yeah. a, a, a real, a, like a, a filmed pilot for this or something, or like a script. It kind of. I so, mean, I, yeah, I mean, I've developed some animated. Uh, I, I developed this uh, with Hulu a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and fortunately, they passed. So, Hulu, I know you're listening. We can revisit it. We can still talk. The option <laughs> came back to me. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's always at, at some point, um, you know, I know I'm going to do some sort of animated thing with this, whether, you know, whether it's a short form thing on my own, um, right now I'm developing other projects. Um, okay. and so there, there's always going to be the life here because now I've, I've crossed the point to where I didn't quit and now I'm a parent. And so it's all yeah. going to become more real for me and, yeah, and more 100%. fun. Hundred percent, yeah, and uh, yeah, learning about the different sorts of things you can, you know, give to your kid or not give to your kid that people will oh, yeah. lose their minds over. It's oh bananas. yeah, I mean, inst- am I giving her gripe water right now? She's she's a month old. Am I giving her gripe water or am I doing a couple drops of an IPA? We don't know. We'll see what works best. <laughs> On that note, uh, Mr. Shapiro, if you could just share a little bit of hard one wisdom that you've gotten uh in your your journeys um your your uh your existence just uh, for 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 um uh child child counselor slash sponsors or children or let's just say any of us children of the world so to speak yeah um well i just think at the end and the start of the day your child needs like a healthy spiritual lifestyle and you manifest that through small actions. And um, as, you know, Brene Brown would say, Oprah is going to be on my podcast. And so have Oprah on your podcast, be on Oprah's podcast. That's really where these journeys often begin. And so um, use the connections that you have, you know, we're, right above a little place called Hollywood, Tinseltown. Um, we know a lot of parents, um, you know, work in that industry. And so use all of your connections to get to Oprah, to be on her podcast and to befriend Brene Brown and Jonathan Van Ness, because that's where the journey begins. Okay, great. So it's, it's it, in a sense, it's, it's spirituality is a, is a result of networking. Yeah. Great. Okay. Hundred percent. Manifesting right. through friendships with Oprah and Brene Brown and Jonathan Van Ness, and and then you're connected to Eckhart Tolle, and then you are practicing the power of now, and and then that's really how we ascend. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, thank uh, you, Bronger. Of course, dude. I, uh, I, I know Jonathan, uh, through like from kind of before and, uh, just seeing him 
blow up to insane iconic status is like, I mean, I always knew he would. So like, well-deserved. Oh, absolutely. I, He's the best guy. We, we blew through the new season of Queer Eye in like one minute right My after God, like, Noah, same. our daughter was born. And we were just, you know, it was like what got us through that like first couple days postpartum yep. where it was just an up and down of emotions and we were feeling it with Queer Eye and just, it, it's it's like, it's one of those things where that's like more than a show when I'm like, this needs to be like an institution yeah. that like changes more people's lives. Yes. Yes. Well, it, it's, it's fine tuned the art of, you know, I, I feel like that and the only thing a little bit higher in terms of, you know, for one another term, chicken soup for the soul on TV yeah, yeah. Is, is British Bake Off because oh, I haven't ever gotten into it. Maybe that's the next thing. Yeah. I, the reason Everyone why it, Literally, the reason why it, it works is because the baking is so hard and everyone likes each other. Everyone's yeah. rooting for each other. There's never been a villain. There's never, I'm not here to make, make friends. I'm here to win. <laughs> They're all just like, I can't believe I'm here in this tent. Holy shit. When they win, you kind of cry. When they lose, you kind of cry. It's just, you wish more people looked at each other the way the British Bake Off contestants look at each other, you know? And no okay. other show has been able to nail that. It's the wildest thing. And no one's explained to me before so perfectly like why they like it. So now yeah. I actually want to watch. I know, I know comedians that hate everything on stage and off that are like, I can't, I don't miss it. British Bake Off. Oh, it's so nice. Like guys who don't yeah. describe anything as nice, you know, yeah. just misanthrope men. Love that show. It's just one of those. Feeling something. Yes, exactly. Feeling Good. something real. It's like a <laughs> hug. Um, yeah, on that note, dude, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, folk, got to check out Los Feliz Daycare and uh, follow um, Shapiro and where, wherever he's going next and whatever he's doing. So thank you. Such an honor to be here. Thank you, Jason. You know, I've been, been a fan for years and this was so much fun. Thank you so oh, much. Thanks, man. This is a blast. You know, a lot of people disagree with Mr. Shapiro's uh, methods and his mindset, but you never know. Ayahuasca might help you. And if you've taken ayahuasca and it hasn't, I was kidding. You want some advice? Call and call now. Like I said on the show, we do treat them sincerely. Everyone who calls. We're not here to make fun of you. It's anonymous. Why not just call? 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.